Welcome into another episode of Miked Up with Mellow and Big Country, brought to you by Mid America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? 2022 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work, getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at MidAmericaRV.com. One hell of a sports weekend was had, but first, happy President's Day. I think a lot of people are off work today. Not us. Not us, big country. We're just powering through. Happy President's Day to you, sir. Hey, I appreciate it, and uh, the grind never stops, dog. No, except for... On Friday. Uh, happy President's Day, though. Who's your favorite president? Um, it's like we set aside like an hour, hour and a half. That's just like, hey, you know what? I, this is like the working hours. Favorite president, though. Yeah, Go. Because I know all of them. <laughs> Abraham, George Washington. <laughs> I got flustered me so much. I'm sending a message right now. Like, I am live. My. Every day he does it. I just wanted to see what you would say. (laughs) I even put it in the rundown and before the show, you're like, do you have something special for President's Day? I said, no, I don't. But I did. I wanted to ask you about your favorite president. How many have we had? Do you know that answer? What is it, like 57? Mm -mm. It's a joke. Sure it was. Yeah. Mm -mm. There you go. <laughs> it's like that time I asked. Part is people are going to be like, oh, my God, he really doesn't know. <laughs> he really has yes. no idea. Uh, Barack Obama, still my favorite president of all time. I think that's probably a controversial take. So let's move on to some more <laughs> controversial stuff. A lot of basketball this weekend was played. We had the NBA All-Star game. We're going to talk about Juwan Howard. Uh, and also, I think some huge NFL news that is actually not being talked about with the NFL Combine. We'll get to that to that as well but let's do start with the Juwan Howard stuff I think it was the biggest news of the weekend and it wasn't a game that I was watching but I think a lot of people have seen the clip now of I'm gonna call it a slap I don't know what it was I'll tell you what it wasn't and it was not a punch it was kind of this like slap try to grab your face thing that Juwan Howard did but Michigan and Wisconsin are playing they're in Wisconsin and Michigan is getting their ass kicked as they've been doing a lot this year. And Michigan is still pressing at the end of the game, a full court press. And Wisconsin brings in their next group, their 12th man group to where they're getting their starters off the court and letting some other guys get a little couple extra seconds of play there. Michigan is pressing. The backups for Wisconsin can't beat it. They're struggling. They can't get the ball across half court. The ball goes out of bounds, and Wisconsin calls a timeout. By calling the timeout, they reset the 10-second clock to cross half court. Yeah. And knowing that now, I didn't know that rule before, but knowing that now, it's like, okay, that makes a lot of sense. Juwan Howard does not like that, that they called the timeout late in the second half. And then after the game ends, there's a little bit of a, a disagreement in the handshake line where Juwan Howard says, I'm going to remember that shit to the Wisconsin coach and the Wisconsin coach uh, 
guard tries to grab Juwan Howard and like explain why he called the timeout. Not like a, Hey, I was trying to showboat you or anything like that. So there were a couple things wrong with it. One, why the fuck are you pressing with like 20 seconds left when you're down 15? The timeout, I have no problem with. Um, Maybe if you're the Wisconsin coach, don't try to grab another grown man by the arm, especially when he's frustrated. But then the, the interaction that took place afterwards is there's no place for that as a coach. Like if you're, you know, 19, 20 year old kid and you do that, the, the line, the handshake line, eh, you're, you don't know better. Yeah. Juwan Howard's grown ass, a very big one at that too, like six foot nine, six foot 10, maybe don't grab his arm, but the, the swing that happened, I don't know if there were any other words exchanged, but I, I think he's going to face a pretty hefty suspension. How many weeks do you think it is? Um, I mean, we're getting – it's almost conference championship time. I I think the Big Ten suspends him through the conference championship. Really? Which could be the rest of the season for Michigan. They are they are not good this year. Uh, it, and I think uh, the one thing that is a big issue with this is everybody saw it. Yeah. You know, if this happens and nobody really – like if this happens in the locker room or the tunnel after the game – you, he gets like one game suspension, but this happened at center court with like the announcers still talking about the game and everybody has seen the clip because there was really nothing going on at the time. I, I guess well, Sunday that. afternoon, everybody was seeing it. I just hated that. They claimed it as a punch. That was a straight up bitch. Slap. Yeah, it, it was definitely not a punch. And I, <laughs> I don't, I don't want to be like that tough guy. That's like, Oh, I know a punch or, you know, whatever. Yeah. It has to be a closed fist for it to be a punch. Was it aggressive? Did it probably hurt? Yeah, it almost looked like Juwan Howard obviously lost his temper and didn't know, like, do I want to try to grab this guy or do I want to try to slap him? I don't know. I'm doing something in between. <laughs> but almost at the same time, like, this is a bad idea. I shouldn't be trying this at all. Yeah. Like, right. that's what, it felt like he was in the middle of getting ready to, like, punch, slap, and was like, stop, too late. And the person that he hit wasn't even the coach. I feel like it was, it was a it was an assistant coach. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't even the head coach. It was another assistant coach that that took the shot to the face, which is tough. It's a tough spot to be in. Yeah, and it is. And I mean, there's so much for Jawan Howard to be like, "Oh, I'm pissed off that you called a timeout late in the game." That is such a stupid move. That that's soft. Like Kobe Bryant gif, soft. It's softer for uh, Juwan Howard to be upset with that. Yeah, I'd be pretty pissed off. I mean, we're already losing games over. Why the fuck are you calling a timeout? Yeah, Get but it, it's ridiculous. It, It'll just let the game in. Okay, but shoe on the other foot. They are pressing down 15. If the other team is pressing my players and I'm winning by 15, it's like, okay, you want to be the hardo? Here's a timeout. <laughs> Enjoy it for a little bit longer. Yeah, okay, because I wouldn't be petty. Because it, it, it wasn't like a two- or three-point game or anything like that where it was like, oh, a little unnecessary timeout. <laughs> to me, if Jawan Howard is not pressing, the game just ends. I think there was like 22 seconds left when the ball went out of bounds. If Michigan is back at the half court, Wisconsin brings the ball across half court, time runs out. Yeah. Stop trying to be a hard-o and press. <laughs> Who does that anymore anyway? Come on, like just if you want the game to end, let it end. If not, if you're going to stand there, you're going to press full court, I'm going to call a timeout and try to get the ball across. 
that's fair. I guess I should view it that way. And I do. I like Juwan Howard. I grew up when the Fab Five was still a thing. I liked him last year when Michigan was good. I, I was kind of rooting for them. I made a lot of jokes. I don't even know if there were jokes about Michigan being a, a basketball school. Mm-hmm. So I, I was rooting for Juwan Howard. But this is almost like a, you're kind of asking for it with the timeout. And then to get upset and in the line be like, hey, I'm going to remember that. Well, he he's going to remember the fact that you pressed. Yeah, I guess I didn't realize it was Michigan that was pressing. I was also on the road yesterday, so mm-hmm. no excuse to hear that. Texting and driving. <clears throat> uh, didn't watch a movie. Uh, <laughs> right. Text, thank you. Oh, but sure, sure. I was safe on the road. I'll tell you the story about driving to Oklahoma later in the show, maybe if we get there. But, yeah, I, I guess I didn't realize it was Michigan that was pressing during that. Yeah, Michigan is losing by 15 and then decides, you know what? Let's go ahead and full court press. I wonder if there was more of a message on, like, Howard wanted to be a dick to Wisconsin or just like to his players. I'm like, you guys suck this year. You get, you're going to give maximum effort through this entire game, even through the ass beating. Because Wisconsin's probably going to yeah. break your press too because you guys stink. I can Because uh, I know that's what my coach would have done. I was going to say, I know we love to talk about like old stories on Mike Dub. It's pretty much, it takes up like half the show. <laughs> I can remember being like a freshman or sophomore. It might have been a varsity game. I don't know because we were getting our asses kicked. We were terrible at basketball. Mm-hmm. Like we were bad at all sports. We were terrible at basketball, <laughs> and we were getting our asses kicked like continuous clock. I think we were down by like forty. And our coach like brings us into the huddle midway through fourth quarter and say, like, "Hey, we're not giving up." Like this rah rah speech, whatever, like that. And he's like, "At the two minute mark, we're going to start fouling to try to come back." We are down by. 40 points. The <laughs> clock is no longer stopping in a high school game and probably a JV game. But like that, that was the plan. Timeout at around like four or five minutes. And he tells us at two minutes, because again, the clock's not stopping. At two minutes, we're going to start fouling so they go to the free throw line. Down by 40. And so we do it as players. We're like, hell yeah, coach. We're bought in. Let's start fouling. We're high school kids. We start fouling. Is not soft. We're like grabbing arms, like players are getting like scratched. And after like two or three of those, the fans start like, hey, what are you doing? Like, that's not how you play the game. Because again, the clock is running. We're down by 40 (laughs) and we're fouling because our coach told us to. And then after the game, we got our asses ripped by the coach. And he was literally screaming at us. That's, you know, uh, that's not how you play the game of basketball. What were you guys thinking? Like, this is all kinds of just terrible things. And our whole team, literally, whole team sitting there thinking, you told us to foul. What are you, what are you doing? It's the biggest ass ripping I've ever had in sports. Really? Mm-hmm. And it was right before Christmas break, <laughs> which means last game before Christmas break, pissed the coach off. We came back in for those practices, yep. ran our asses off. And the entire time, all anybody's thinking is, you told us to foul. Like, I get it. A couple yeah. of them are maybe a little bit of a hard foul, but why are we fouling in the first yeah, place? I freaking love coaches where they, they <laughs> sit down and they preach like, hey, we're just we're going to have fun. <laughs> we're men of high character. <laughs> and then they just, you you try to have fun and you celebrate and they're like, not like that. That is not how you have fun playing right. the game. You got to respect it. It's like, dude, we just uh-huh. ate a bowl of cereal off of a double. Calm down. Yeah, or, you know, in my case, very, very bad team. 
And we were all like, why are we, why are we fouling at the end of the game? Down 40. Like, if we were down 10 and he was like, yeah, foul, duh, we do that. When you're down by 40 points, one, that's hard to do in basketball. Yeah. But you don't foul. It's almost and, impressive that you guys were down. Yeah. <laughs> we were used to it. It was, it was a common thing. Uh, but even like, you know, back with the Michigan thing, it's like, why are you pressing down late? I almost like, feel like that's Those players right. had Long to be fist. like, yeah, like, coach, you know, we're, we're down by 15. Why are we pressing? It's under a minute. Like, if you want to press and there's you know, three minutes left, try to fight back in that game. I get it. At some point, you know the game's over. Though. I know we we told ourselves in uh, November that we were we would pride ourselves on watching college basketball this season. In the midst of doing that, I have not done it at all. So it's it's hard to admit it. I didn't realize Michigan was nineteen and eleven. I didn't realize they mm-hmm. were that bad this year. Yep, there. We I spent all last off seasons calling Michigan a basketball school. Football team apparently listens to the show, so congrats to you guys because you're back to be a football school. Basketball. Did we bring back Michigan football? Question mark. <laughs> I think so. Give us our credit. Look at us. Yeah, the trendsetters. Hashtag go blue. And a lot of people are very mad that um, that there's even a handshake line. I I saw a lot of people tweeting yesterday about like just eliminate the handshake line. I do think that I, that's like one of the silly things that we kind of do. I get it like a, the old sportsmanship of like, hey, at the end of the game, we're still going to shake hands. Yeah. It is just – it feels like one of those things that's maybe just kind of outdated. We don't do it in baseball. Like you're yeah. not lining up and walking across the home plate or whatever. We did it in baseball. I mean Major League Baseball. You don't see that after the game. Both teams walk off the field. Or in football, there's no like organized, all right, everybody line up at the 50. Yeah. Like, the coaches do it and the quarterbacks do it. Everybody else is just kind of standing on the field. You run into players you know. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, hey, good game. Yeah, I feel like at that level, though, everyone, you've kind of run into one another maybe before, right? Or it's your opportunity to go talk to someone you haven't and you mm-hmm. want to kind of meet them. But, like, in the high school level, I just feel like you have to keep that sportsmanship there or otherwise you're just going to get those kids who are douchebags who think they are the superstar of the NFL <laughs> And it's like, hey, Bob, this is a one day school. You guys lost by forty. Don't be a douchebag in line, or like after the game. Yeah, I, I do think, like for the high school level, I do agree. It, and definitely below that of teaching, like you have to teach kids how to deal with the loss. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good just life skill. Like, hey, things didn't work out for you. You're not going to be a dick to other you people think though. You lost game by forty. <laughs> man, life's about to kick your ass. Hey, by man, 40. we lost a game by forty fouling at the end and had everyone, our team, our fans, their fans, their team, everyone pissed off at us. And we had to walk through the handshake line. Well, like people were like, I wanted to be like, hey, coach said to, like not our idea. <laughs> I'm surprised you did. So goatee in the front, his idea. <laughs> Knowing you now, I'm surprised you weren't in the locker room. Like it was your idea. <laughs> right. At that point, season was washed. It was like, yeah, hey, yeah, we're not good. This is not worth it. But I, there was a, there was like a team meeting. <laughs> uh, I was a younger player, but there, there was like a team meeting. My coach said, you told us to foul it, but he he wasn't hearing it. It's like, no, that's not how you foul it. <laughs> Wait, what are you? The coach is how to. You know what? <laughs> maybe maybe take one of those timeouts that are in your back pocket and say like, hey, guys, by the way, soft fouls. <laughs> but even in the game, man, I remember it very vividly. Again, I've never taken an ass chewing like that before. Uh, like we were trying to like, do the little soft fouls of like, oh, there's a reach in. But the the refs weren't calling it. 
But our coach, even on the sideline, was still like, hey, foul, foul, foul. It's like, all right, if you were, if we're going to get this foul call, that's got to be a real one. And so there was. There were, like, some good slaps to forearms and not just the <laughs> weak-ass reaching. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, you the fans fans were letting us hear it, too. Was it a home game or an away game? Mm-hmm. Away game. Even worse. Oh, away game. The fans were going nuts. Yeah, and we had to cross state lines, too. It was. I know a lot of people listening probably have no idea, but we're right here in Missouri right next to Kansas. So anytime you cross that state line, it was a little bit more of a rivalry. Mm-hmm. So we crossed over into Kansas and it became, you know, a little bit more of a rival where they were like, yeah, go back to your state, get, you know, cross the state line. We're just kids, man. Like what school would you play? Arma, Kansas okay. is, was yeah. the school. And there was even like a little bit of a rivalry there with our age group too. Because we were good at baseball. Oh, my God. Yes. So I that is hilarious because we actually played them in school as well. And I remember at that point, we had all been playing baseball or whatnot and, like, travel teams. Yeah. Like, we, we were all aware of each other, so we were kind of buddy-buddy. And there was an issue with the lights one game. And so we're standing in the half court just kind of chit-chatting. Coach gets pissed off. He's like, stop having like a freaking rose with those guys. You're playing against them today. He's like, these are your rivals. You're supposed to be – LeBron off. era versus Jordan era. That's yeah, what that is. It was just like <laughs> – Dude, like, you know, like, and the, the head, their head coach was used to be the head coach of our school. So it's like, the, the our head coach oh, yeah, used yeah. to be the assistant coach. So it's like, you're sitting there chit-chatting. We, we just watched you guys laugh and crack jokes with the refs waiting for this time period to end. We're doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Coaches at our school, hysterical. I also, think that's... Such hypocrites in what they're trying to coach and what they end up... Small doing. school coaching. 100%. At any level. Is it is ridiculous? And then you go to Texas and they're like, "We're just so blessed." <laughs> it was win. Yeah, pretty much. Are there bad football? Like, who's the bad team in Texas? You always hear about these dominating teams. They're like, "Oh, you know, another ten and zero season." Who's the zero and ten guy? <laughs> yeah. Who's the one that is getting their ass kicked? He's the one that's on the brim of getting kicked out of the conference because yeah. they're so bad. And that, I mean, that's the way sports works. If there's somebody that's dominating, there's somebody at the bottom too. I want to hear more about those teams. For every uh, Tom Brady, there's a Joe Flacco out there somewhere. <laughs> right? Nathan, there's, for every Tom Brady, there's a Nathan Peterman out there. Yeah. You that's got to find him. Yeah, that's a better one than Joe Flacco. Flacco won a Super Bowl. Man, I still look at Flacco, and I just don't get it. I, it tore it up through the playoff series. No, that's the thing. Like, the dude had all the sponsorship deals, too. I remember huh? watching him in commercials. Like, look how accurate Joe Flacco is. He just got old, man. Yeah. Wasn't putting millions of dollars into his I'm body. I'm sorry, Joe Flacco, for being disrespectful there. There's no JF5 method of <laughs> keeping your body right or whatever number he is. I think he's five. Did he ride his bike everywhere in Baltimore? I don't know. Like, I don't think he ever had a. I don't think he had a car for like a while into his career. I remember hearing that leading up to the Super Bowl. His big tall ass. Rides his bike. Yeah. He's like six five two forty. That's got to be yeah, a big that's bike. Why I was just like bare on a bike. <laughs> right yeah uh the, the Juwan Howard situation I guess I'm eager to see what happens with it and I do back to what I said earlier I I really think this if it would have happened in the tunnel we probably would have heard about it and the Big Ten would have said all right you're suspended for a game yeah. however that's not what happened it happened at center court everyone saw it it's all over social media I think they suspend him for the rest of the season can I be honest about something mm-hmm I kind of liked it. I want to see more of that. I want to see coaches fight. We see players <laughs> all the time. And I want to see coaches just dead the shit out of one another. 
You imagine Bob and I walking out the phone and just fucking chair to the face and he's right on top of him afterwards. He's like, oh my God. So that's a coach that cares about his team. I'm going to have to look it up because I saw something last night. Uh, I don't think we're going to see more of that, but I did see people tweeting at each other last night. And it was Clay Travis and Ryan Clark, Love two him. big social media guys. Yeah. Uh, we're tweeting at each other. Uh, honestly, it, it got like racial even a little bit. I don't know what started. I didn't look too far into it. But somebody tweeted at Clay Travis and was pretty much saying, yeah, you're a tough guy on Twitter. You would never say anything like that to Ryan Clark in person. Oh, no. I mean, Ryan Clark played in the NFL for a very long time. He's That's not the sick. biggest guy. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, when he played even, he was like 5'10", 195 pounds probably, but would still hit people. No chance Clay Travis ever says anything like that to Ryan Clark in person. But even Clay Travis took that bullshit excuse, like, oh, I'm a 42-year-old man. If you want me to fight, you're going to pay me millions of dollars. I don't fight. Then quit acting so tough on Twitter. <laughs> Let him know. <laughs> right? Him. I mean, he's a lot of the people in the back, bro. He pretty much proved the other dude's point that was tweeting at him. I was like, yeah, you just said, like, you're not going to fight. So stop acting tough on Twitter. So that's uh, what we're saying is Clay Travis is a little bitch. I, I am not a fan of Clay Travis. Whatever. I will say, I know we talk about, like, what players, like, defense linemen are a different breed in the NFL, right? Like, man, these guys are just nuts. They play uh-huh. position. I think to play safety in the NFL, you got to be just as crazy. Especially as an undersized safety. I don't know why it's just now I'm eye-opening to it, but when we were at in Dallas for the O-line masterminds and watching all these guys like train for the 40, and then there was that one kid who was a safety, and he's running full speed. Right. And then you guys said, I think it was actually a dude that was like, now imagine running that fast and hitting somebody. Mm-hmm. And it hit me like, Holy shit. Yeah, these guys can run 4-3. They're running 4-3 and then colliding. Yeah. I don't know why that never processed in my mind. That's what I've been watching on TV and at games. But it was like, that sounds freaking awful. Yeah. And you got to be a psycho to be 5-10, scrawny dude, working out, and also running that fast and go, I'm going to go meet him. I'm going to go meet a, a running back in the hole. Yeah. By the way, he weighs 240 and is also running 4-4. Bigger than me. Oh, mm-hmm. there's a quarterback running at me. Six five, two thirty pound Josh Allen coming at me. I'm gonna dive at his legs. Yeah. You know what I would have done? Field position. I'm, not, I'm, I'm gonna admit that now. I'm right. Have to admit that there ain't no way I'm making that. Or is like if you think you're tough enough to play in the NFL, your first step should be go out to a field, soft field, grass field, tall grass, whatever you want it to be. Run as fast as you can for ten to fifteen yards, and then just dive in the air. Because that's what even some of these receivers are doing, running as fast as they can, balls overthrown, and they're just leaving their feet and diving. Don't even care where they land. Go do that. If you, that's like, a very solid point. <laughs> no, or baseball, like outfielders. Like, oh, you're tracking a ball, a fly ball, and then you just dive, and you're going to land on the ground. <laughs> I think they do it so easily and so, like, comfortably that we forget. They're just landing on dirt. It might be really nice and pretty grass. It's still dirt, and it's just, hard. You don't even have to do that. Just fall down somewhere, <laughs> and then just realize how much pain you're in and try and get up. How long does it take you to get up? Chris, don't even have to run. Just jump up and fall on your side. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like a fish out of water. Just I jump did that and... the other day. I slipped in my apartment. I got concrete floors, hopped out of the shower, and I guess my feet weren't dry. I slipped and fell. 
it freaking hurt. hurt. <laughs> I laid there for a little. I stubbed my toe on my door, but tell the truth Monday. I might be matchmaker Monday. Fucked up toe and door. Yeah. It's a good combination. It's not. It's not a good combination. A good combination is Miners and Monroe, where you should go visit them at minersandmonroe.com. Use that code MIKEDUP10 and save yourself 10% off at checkout. Absolutely. Next up is Gunspot. Be sure to visit them at gunspot.com for all your gun and ammo needs. No reserved options every single week. And the best part about Gunspot is that there's no extra fees when you go to checkout on the site. So you don't have to worry about that. Also, it's not a matter of if. It is a matter of when danger could arise. Make sure your position protects you and your family, and you can do that with Gunspot.com. All right, we also had uh, a pretty good all-star weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went on a, like a like a little family vacation. We went to what I call Old People Vegas, which is Branson, Missouri. It's it's fun for the kids. All right, don't make fun of me. I, it's stupid. It's Old People Vegas. I've never heard it referred to that. I stole that from The Simpsons. There was an episode of The Simpsons where Bart goes on like a road trip and they're about to go through Branson. And he called it Old People Vegas. That's stuck with me my entire life. They're in Springfield. That show's based on like Springfield, right? Not Springfield, Missouri, though. Yeah. But yeah, that is one of the jokes of like, yeah, which Springfield yeah. is it? So as a kid, when they went through Branson, I was like, oh, it is Springfield, Missouri. It's not. I think the creator said it's even like in Washington or something like that. I don't know. But I didn't see a lot of the All-Star Weekend. Uh, but I did make it back to our hotel in time to see the end of the dunk contest. And it was absolutely terrible. I didn't watch a lick of the dunk contest. I am so glad I did not waste any moments of my life. Yep. And even like, um, I think I saw right before the final round of it. And it was like, wow, like these are the dunks that we're trying. They had some of the ones that like Obi Toppin ended up winning. And I was like, I was not impressed mm-hmm. by the dunk. There was like nothing original. And I hate to crap on the players because good on them for even coming out there and trying. I that it takes a lot to be out there. But it it was, I think, one of the worst dunk contests of all time. So I took to Twitter and was like, I even searched slam dunk contest. <laughs> and everybody else was agreeing, like this was terrible mm-hmm. and i i said it on twitter i've said it before i do blame lebron james i think he killed the dunk contest and what you know it's crazy 37 year old old ass lebron james he should have done this one yeah <laughs> he would have won this dunk contest that would have been amazing so <laughs> all the young guys like old head still got it. you know even if he did it next year if the nba were in on it and made a fix of like, hey, LeBron's going to come out. He's going to do some pretty good dunks, whatever he's capable of at this point in his career, which is still a lot, by the way. Yeah, he's still dunking backwards. Let him win it. I don't even care. Whatever we got to do to bring back the dunk contest, or even bring in some of these guys who are professional dunkers. No, I don't want to see that, because I don't want to deal with some dude who that's all he does anymore, and I'm never going to see him again. No, I'm sick of it. I've seen them try to But what if you do it every year? Like, every year, that's just, like, their showcase. Like, hey, check out what these dudes can do. Or even you do, like, a, almost like a Joes versus pros. Like, hey, these are just, like, dunkers off the street. That's all they do. They're going to compete against four NBA players' dunks. I just think it gets it gets to be too much with how creative they try to get with it. And it's like, man, this is just too many props. I got an alert from Bleacher Report 
uh, that like Cole Anthony was tearing it up at the dunk contest. I'm sure a lot of other people did too. So I was like, all right, I'm going to open it up and look at that. He put on Timberlands, the boots, and had a very average dunk. Like that's that's it. Changed the shoes. And yeah. there's that picture of like Shaq. It was like it's hard to wear that now. And there's like him uh-huh. the camera, and it's like that's him pissed off. Just like, sitting there. That is literally all of us. I saw a video, and it was I think it was during Jalen Green's dunk. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was just getting up to leave. Yeah, in the Kareem, middle. Kareem's like, I'm done. I think I saw someone tweet. It was like, you don't piss off the ancestors. <laughs> yeah, it was so boring. So I, they do have to change it up. I saw some people tweeting Saturday night of like, I'd rather watch some of these NBA players play horse. I honestly think I would too. I mean, if you know, you go old school rules or, or pig or whatever you want to call it. I'm like, yeah, you got to hit the backboard on this one or all net from half court or whatever it is. But I mean, the dunk contest, it's dead. It's not even exciting anymore. I don't know if there's any coming back from it. And I don't remember which announcer was talking about it. At the end of the dunk contest, it was Dwayne Wade or Reggie Miller, maybe of their generational dunkers that need to participate. And LeBron was one of them and he didn't. But now the next two is John Moran, Zion Williamson. Mm -hmm. Zion obviously hurt. I don't think we'll ever see him do it, but I mean, John Morant, we saw him in the All-Star game going off. He had two phenomenal dunks. Yeah. I don't know why he didn't do it this year. I don't know if that's something that he's declined to do. I, I would assume that the NBA reached out and was like, hey, do you want to? Uh, maybe those two guys, I think combined, could bring it back and yeah. make it popular again. But I think it might take both of them. I mean, you, need to, you need to find a way to get these guys motivated to do it. Like, get yep. LeBron in there. Get John Morant in there. Get these guys that – might not necessarily want to do it or only do it. Just be like, you are doing it. We have to bring this event back. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a part of basketball. It's what makes watching All-Star Weekend so enjoyable. Like, yeah. Crazy dunks we get to see. This. And it used to be like a rite of passage. Like, okay, you want to be the dude in the NBA? Win the dunk contest. And then you can be. Bring that. They need to bring that back. Yeah. hope they make that like a focal point next year. It's like, you just sent out a memo. It's like, we're not asking you to participate in these events. You will participate in these events once we, once we tell you to. <laughs> I don't think that's going to pass, but you'll get paid for it. Mm-hmm. Like pay them handsomely to be in it. And then if they win, boom, there's another handsome reward for it. Isn't that, was that part of the home run derby of like, Hey, here's like a bonus. Like you want it like, for participating, man. I, they could easily raise a million dollars for it. Oh, 100%. And then even if they want to say like, Oh, it goes to the charity of your choosing. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> make it that, yeah. and then, you know, get these, some kind of incentives to bring it back. But I do think that, you know, you were talking about last week, like Aaron Gordon versus Zach Levine. Yeah. Like those two going back and forth against each other. And even before, we're like way back in the day, Spud Webb versus Dominique, Jordan versus Dominique. Yep. I think Zion versus John Morant would be a good, like almost natural rivalry for that showcase. Because honestly, the three-point competition, the skills contest, all of it has somehow passed the dunk contest. The three-point contest stunned me. Um, I was talking a little bit of shit on Carl Anthony Towns. I said, if you want to claim to be the best big man shooter of all time, got to win it. And he did. <laughs> so. <laughs> he definitely did. Yeah, so congratulations. I through and I immediately was like, oh, Mel's got to apologize. But <laughs> yep, my good. Yeah. Uh, good for him. You know, and I saw people talking uh, about him the other day, too, of like, hey, Carl Anthony Towns. 
You've won the skills contest. You've won the three-point contest. Next year, you got to win the dunk contest. I don't a big seven footer in the dunk contest is tough because they don't have that like they don't have the vertical like they don't have to jump yeah, very that high. Springiness isn't there. It's just like okay, yeah, it's like oh, right, for you. you're already at the rim. That's Jerky. like Dwight Howard was. He put on a good show. Aaron Gordon's yeah. pretty tall, so they I mean can, they're right there. If you can ju- it, if you can fly, that's really what it is. Can you can you jump in the air and then just soar across the court? Mm-hmm. And do something in the midst of that. That's what's going to be impressive. And a lot of the guys that did it this weekend, they made some good dunks, but it wasn't like they were just barely making. Yeah, and like people might hear what I just said, like yeah, duh, it's called dunking. And I was like, no, there's a difference between jumping straight up to dunk or taking off from a spot, right? Flying across the court, going between your legs or three sixty, and then slamming it. Because that's got to call. That's what you call precision and accuracy. Because if you miss your jump. That might be your head hitting the rim out the basketball. Yeah. And I do think you need to make down that on an eight foot goal. (laughs) (laughs) You do need to make like a flush dunk. There were some that like it it hit the wrong side of the rim or they they weren't dunking very hard. It was just saying, yeah, it made it in the hoop and I did something before it. So we're counting that as an attempt. I don't even know how many fifties were like usually the you know, the judges are pretty easy on the judging and like you get dunks that are 50 that it's like that eh, should not have been there are a lot of them they were like yeah that's a 45 <laughs> that's a, a 40 or whatever it was i mean it was it was tough it was really tough we need to find another blake griffin yeah i feel like yeah, he, he was good that. yeah and you almost have to be like an established star too i like obi toppin jalen green's up and coming I didn't know who the other two guys were. Yeah, Cole Anthony, I didn't know. I, I Okay, I knew Cole Anthony because of his know, dad. I didn't know where he went anywhere else. Mm-hmm. And is then... Uh, Anthony? Is that his dad? Who? Cole Anthony is his dad, Carmelo Anthony? No. Oh, uh, yeah. That is a total joke. Okay. People don't know that that was a joke. <laughs> Greg Anthony is his dad. Yeah. I knew him, and then the other guy I did not know. And I wish I would have been recording. The look, the look on your face. <laughs> Does he really think that? <laughs> Ooh, that was a close call. Uh, but I, I don't know what they're going to do with the dunk contest. I would hope that they do make some kind of change or maybe just sit it out. And the NBA does a phenomenal job. The rest of the events were actually pretty exciting. Like the, what was it called? Like the Rising Stars thing was really cool too. It was a weird format that I didn't really understand. I said that on Friday, but it was, I got to watch that one. It was pretty cool. I also, I don't know if I had a parenting fail or if I'm a great parent. This was my daughter's first ever experience with the dunk contest. Oh. So I don't know if this was like a, both, they both watched it with me on Saturday night. And even my daughter's like, why is everybody upset? That was a really cool dunk. And I was like, oh, sweetheart. <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> it's it's supposed to be so much better than what it is. So I don't know if this was a good parenting moment for me because I've set the bar so low. That's what I was going to say. I think the, you did a phenomenal job. Yeah, their because next now, dunk contest that they watch, they're going to be like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Hopefully. Every experience <laughs> is going to be better than the first. Yeah, like that first one. I thought it was good. But they were even like, wow, that was really cool. No, my half seen it a hundred times. I didn't say that to them. I wanted them to enjoy That's it. That's what I feel like the dunk contest has gotten kind of boring because, like, everybody can do this stuff now. Right. Even some of the stuff, it's like 
they were trying to recreate it. I somebody had the idea too of like make the dunk contest into horse. To like, hey, I just tried to do this dunk. Now you have to go repeat it. Oh, you know, because I I saw I think it was I think it was Cole Anthony that tried to like recreate one of the Aaron Gordon dunks. Mm-hmm. Or you know, so many people now it's so trendy. Like, oh, I'm going to put on the Jason Richardson jersey and try to recreate his dunk. Just make it a game of horse. Good luck trying to do any of Jason Richardson's dunks. My God. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think it failed. He wasn't able to. Man. <laughs> I, remember, I think that was the first player I remember seeing in the NBA be like, oh, my God. Now, I'm not saying it was like the best. And it was just like that was the first time I'd seen a player dunk like that in a game or something. It was just like I'm amazed by it. Yeah. These guys are totally different level besides me and my little, you know, right. I got outside and that's where I think the guys that are a little bit smaller – are better for the dunk contest. Cause I mean, it really, it felt like Jason Richardson was jumping 12 feet in the air. Mm-hmm. Even seeing guys like Obi Toppin, it's like, yeah, he didn't have to jump very high for it. So it wasn't quite impressive. You got guys like Aaron Gordon and Blake Griffin that would jump from a mile away because I think they both probably knew like, Hey, I'm tall. Yeah. I'm gonna have to jump from further away. That's what we want to see yep. moves in the air jump or Zach Levine home. going in between the legs. Like, don't need to see it. I don't know. I kind of miss it. Really? Yeah, it's like, bring in some props. Be, you know what? Take back everything I said about guys that normally do this. Yeah, see how much better they can dunk than the NBA. These guys be like, shit. Like, huh. We got to up our game. Yeah. <laughs> right. Or uh, you used to be able to bring out, you had to bring out like a teammate for some of it. Mm-hmm. They changed the format so many times it's hard to keep track. But like, you know, guys throwing an oop to each other. Yeah. I remember watching Steve Nash do it because he played soccer and he did the whole. The header. Oh, well, that he did it with his feet. He flipped it up. Yeah. And then, I think it was Amari Stoudemire who like, caught it and then windmilled it in. And I was just like, like, I didn't even know you could do that with the ball. Steve Nash just did something I didn't know was possible. Mm-hmm. I've been I'm not, trying that. Every time I get a soccer ball, I try that move, and I still can't figure it out. I flipped it up like that. I don't either. I saw Steve Nash on the NBA's top 75 players, and it, I had a brief moment of I, I questioned it. I was like, why the hell is Steve Nash out there? Two-time MVP. He deserves to be out there. <laughs> There were some other players, though, that even watching it, like, I don't like Paul Pierce. I was like, oh, Paul Pierce is out there. I think the guy, I know we talked about it a couple weeks ago, someone I cannot stand that I don't like. Because we talked about how nice name and how I love everybody. Mm-hmm. Except for Paul Pierce. Yeah. That is the one individual that I cannot stand looking at. Don't want to hear him. Didn't like watching him play basketball. The truth. I think he has a punchable face. Yes. I um, almost want to say just like, He's just punchable, like, hearing him talk. And then I, I see him, and I'm like, that's not an NBA body type. Does anybody actually like Paul Pierce? Is there anybody that's like, yeah, I'm a big fan of his? I think even, like, going back to his KU days, obviously, like we just talked about earlier, we are very close to that Kansas State line. So we have a lot of KU basketball fans in our area. I don't know that even, like, the KU fans are, yeah, Paul Pierce is my guy. Yeah, or, I think a lot of them are like, yeah, glad he was on the team. He's a really good basketball player. No one even like claims that he went to KU either. Like, I don't feel like I hear that. Like, oh, Paul Pierce came to KU. That's <laughs> right. Why they, That's why I like Kansas. <laughs> it's like you know, Duke fans and like Austin Rivers. No, 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 we don't claim him. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Pierce, obviously, a little bit better of a Does player. Paul Pierce have a number one fan. Paul Pierce. <laughs> Paul, yeah. What'd you say? Paul Pierce. <laughs> 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 That's it. He just. I don't know. I don't like him. I never have. He's a good basketball player. He's just one of those guys that I don't really root for. Uh, but also the All-Star game was phenomenal. 
And I love the new format. I don't always understand the rules. And then in the fourth quarter, they're like, hey, we're playing to 163 points. It's whatever. I'm not even going to try to understand it, and I don't care. I'm glad that TNT puts it on the scoreboard so I know what we're playing to. But it has made the All-Star game so much better. And I remember a couple years ago, I think we were maybe even still doing radio when they started it. You and I were both like, okay, this is kind of cool. You're changing up. You're doing something different. A lot of people were shitting on it. Like, this is confusing. Nobody knows what's going on. Well, it has worked. (laughs) And I I think you're getting that, like, competition at the end of games that you usually – you didn't see. You're getting players, like, late in the game, you're getting a block from a guy like Giannis. You're getting – uh, you know, lockdown defense where people are like, all right, Steph, like, it's cool. You got 50. You're done for, though. You're not, you're not getting any more open looks. <laughs> you can do that shit in the third quarter. Now we're actually trying to win this thing. And it, it's been very entertaining because it's almost like you get all that excitement and, like, no defense for the first three quarters. Mm-hmm. And then the fourth quarter, it's like, all right, we're going to actually play a little bit. It's not like full-on competition, but you'll get a little bit of competition there that makes it really a, a fun experience yeah it, it turns into like a different form of 21 or it's like okay we want to we want to reach this point mm-hmm. like, and then you know last night steph curry goes off for 50 points it's two away from tying anthony davis's record uh wins the mvp he did go ice cold in the fourth quarter though <laughs> ice cold in the fourth quarter to where i i think that to lebron's credit lebron was like all right i'm gonna let you go after this record like keep Keep shooting your threes. Yeah. And then they got within the where they needed a bucket. And LeBron did take over and say, nope, put my ass on the block. Yeah. Give me the ball. <laughs> and he hits the game winner, which was really cool to see him do again at age 37. In Cleveland. In Cleveland, uh, which also this weekend opened up a lot of discussions about his future. I don't know who interviewed him, but – I or just like how pissed off LeBron is with the Lakers. He was very open about the fact that he's probably not going to finish his career with the Lakers. Yes. And I, I love that, though. Like, I love how honest and open he was. And it's crazy how he can just own a weekend. And now he's owned the weekend storylines. Like the NFL, like, we might get into it here a little bit, like boycott the NFL draft, or the, excuse me, the combine. Yeah. So it's like, what's going to happen there? And here comes LeBron, like, uh, I'm playing wherever my son's at his, when he's drafted. Right, and that's something that you and I have speculated for a long time. Like, we thought it would happen. And then LeBron comes out and says it uh, in a quote of, my last season will be played with Bronny. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't care where it is. He doesn't care about the money at that point. That His last season will be played with his son, LeBron James Jr. And that's going to be very exciting for the G League when LeBron has to team up with Bronny. <laughs> You've been holding it. I did. I thought of that one this morning. (laughs) I do wonder what happens because he has said, like, my last season will be played with Bronny. What (laughs) if he is actually not good enough for the NBA? We talked about it last week. Like, some team will probably take the chance on him just because now we know LeBron will team up with him for his last season. What if the NBA is still like, yeah, he's not good enough? You're going to have to go to the G League. You're going to have to go overseas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did see someone actually tweet, like, man, you're just going to love him. <laughs> right? <laughs> so you dropping that is hysterical. In the G League. Um, I did, I mean, a couple weeks ago, it might have been last week, actually, we were talking about it with like where LeBron could, like, who might draft Bronny. 
and where would LeBron go that year? This was before this weekend, of course, of him announcing that officially. And we brought up Oklahoma State. Not Oklahoma State, excuse me. I don't City. Game there. Oklahoma City. That's mm-hmm. what I'm trying Who did LeBron praise over the weekend? What general manager? Right. Oklahoma City Thunder. Yeah. We it, call, dude, we called it. it. You know, LeBron is – he is a very, very smart person. I think you can also look at the Oklahoma City Thunder, and like we talked about, a lot of draft picks. And a lot of money. Maybe Bronny's not going one overall, but maybe, you know, with some of the other draft picks that they have, they can get him. Or if there is like a, hey, this he's a pretty good player in Bronny, we're going to draft him first overall, and we're bringing in LeBron for a year. We don't care. We've got some other picks to make up for it. Or, you know, if we need to trade up and make it happen, they can make it happen. It was very interesting to hear LeBron talk about Pressy and how, He's such a phenomenal GM because even like the guys that he was shouting out, he was like, oh, he found Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant, Serge Ibaka. It was no one recently. Um, <laughs> he had uh, Giddy yeah. that he mentioned. Giddy <laughs> And he is a good GM. He has found a lot yeah. of guys. I just thought it was kind of funny that it was like, no one within the last 10 years LeBron mentioned other than one rookie this year. <laughs> He did go get SGA. So mm-hmm. He's still a stud. Yeah. And how good of a GM is he really, though? I don't know how good GMs really are in the NBA. Cause right? I don't understand. Like, I just – I guess I just don't understand how how much coaching general manager actually affects the NBA at this point. It's like, just, do you have the money to go get a star? Right. And it's almost recruiting. Like, hey, we'll recruit you to come here, and then you bring your guys mm-hmm. with you. That's what it's been for the last couple of years. Maybe it's changing a little bit. It also makes me wonder, like, how do you scout for NBA players? Well, even like Steph Curry, it's like people doubted him. There, how many point guards or you know guys like him were drafted ahead of him? It's like then you look at like Kawhi Leonard, Damian Lillard, like all these guys Giannis. all over the place. Giannis, and it's like, how do you find them? Like, mm-hmm. Kawhi go to like San Diego State or something? Yeah, Fred. Yeah, where was he? Was it USC? Is that where he was at? He went to UCLA, I think. Oh, thank you. One of those. You might be right, actually. I think he went to USC. Yeah. Yeah. Westbrook went to UCLA. Yeah. But it's still like you're not seeing these guys. You are. I'm gonna probably put my foot. I'm not saying this, but like, I don't feel like you see a lot of stars coming out of North Carolina. You don't see a lot of stars coming out of Duke or Kentucky as of late. Yeah. They're all over the place. That's what makes it like basketball so great. And you say the same thing at the NFL too. But it's just crazy how like some of these big programs aren't always producing the major talent for the NBA. Yeah, to a certain point, like with Duke, like Zion Williamson. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, I guess there are some. But recently, it's it is kind of all over the place. Like John Moran, you know, Murray State. Yeah. Or whatever. But some of the other guys, I forget a lot of times where these guys went to college. Like in the NFL, you ask me a draft prospect. Where he went to college, probably going to know. Yeah, there are a lot of times, even like Demar Derozan. I'm not 100 percent that he went to USC or UCLA. Yeah, you get a guy like that who's a star in the NFL or the NBA right now. Hey, you're probably going to know where that guy went to school at. That's like that whole one and done thing is a whole nother story, though. And with LeBron, which got us on this point, and it's going to be like I think it's like the 2023, 2024 season is when LeBron James Jr. can be drafted. There's a lot of seasons left for LeBron James Sr., yeah. who has showed, like, no signs of slowing down. 
You better not freaking jinx them, dude. Yeah. I've, right now. I've been known to do that. I know. I think that with LeBron and the rest of his career, I think he can still be that guy that takes over and hits the last second shot. But I do think that with the All-Star game last night, we kind of saw what he wants to do. Hey, it's the fourth quarter. Shoot your heart out, Steph Curry. But when it comes time to it, in those last, you know, those final minutes, those final seconds, I'm still the best in the league. Give me the ball. Mm-hmm. And the- I would like to see an NBA All-Star game like in true game fashion. Same. Like where they're playing, like you get to practice together, you, you know, you yep. get used to one another, and it's like which out of the best of the best takes over in the game like LeBron did last night. We know LeBron with the other, but like for the other team, who is it, who is it that's going to step up and mm-hmm. you know, be a difference maker? Which of these superstars have to be become a role player now to keep the team going and keep you involved in the game? Yeah, I would love to and, see that full four quarters, hard playing your ass off basketball with the All Stars. Yeah. And you almost like you have to get somebody else in there that can draft a little bit better than Kevin Durant. I like KD. LeBron has now won five straight under this format because I, he does take his time and he's like, okay, this is my draft strategy. He's not just going into it, sitting down in front of a camera and being like, eh, give me this player. Yeah. Like he's, he's building a team. And at one point last night, LeBron, Giannis and Steph Curry were all on the court on the same team. That, those three are the best guys in the league. <laughs> and on the other team is like, okay, who do they have out there? Joel Embiid. And then, you know, other guys that are really good, but it's like, where is Luka Doncic? Where's Jokic? <laughs> what are we doing out here right now? Like, it's crunch time. Put the best guys. I actually, I did see, saw, it was a little bit of conversation that started last night with it, and uh, it was that Jokic didn't know how to play in the All-Star game. Cause, and the way people talk about it is like, because he kind of manipulates defense and plays kind of like reactionary. So it's like, What's the defense doing now? You know what I mean? Like, now I can get open and make my move and score. The All-Star game, everyone's really not playing defense. So those guys, like, oh yeah, it was another name that they mentioned with this. It's like, these guys are used to manipulating defense and kind of doing things in a freestyle way. And when you get this All-Star moments, it's, you know, what guys are you know, kind of cherry-picking or getting a fast break and going and dunking. Luke and Jokic yeah. are not those kind of guys. It, yeah, coming from foreign basketball leagues. That the fundamentals are kind of there, and yeah. I don't know. Growing up with like these AAU teams here in the states, not a lot of defense being played. No, which, which does suck. But it was cool to watch. Giannis late in the game, uh, I think it was Chris Middleton was driving to the rim, and Giannis blocked him. I do like this new format because you do see teammates playing against one another. Yeah, but again, like how great would that moment have been last night if you had Giannis guarding LeBron? Oh, I would have loved it. Right. Like, how do we let those two be on the same team together? Why was he not a captain this year? Right. A couple years ago? It's fan voting is why they do it. So the top two fan vote getters were Kevin Durant, who's still not playing in the game, and Giannis. They, I didn't know they Kevin should, Durant had that many fans. Yeah, a lot of them. They should have looked at it and immediately when Kevin Durant couldn't play, be like, all right, sorry, you're out. Third place vote getter is now the captain. I don't know who the third place was. But even like MB, Giannis, I don't know who would it yeah. would have been, but I think it would have made it a little better. Been See if he takes James Harden the first. 
<laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah, I'm back. Uh, I would love to see that situation you were talking about, though, where you actually get a full game of them, like really trying to play. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think you'll ever get it. But I mean, there's always the the rumors and the the conspiracy, I guess, of one of the greatest basketball games ever played was the Dream Team when they were playing against each other in a closed practice, and no one has film of it. We just have the story that's told by the players. I would love to see that with these all stars where they're actually getting after each other, but everybody's so, you know, afraid to get hurt. And it is so much of a, it's a show. Yeah. It's where you want to see those highlight dunks, but I felt like there was an MC last night during the game that you could hear too. Mm -hmm. It was just like announcing the score. Everyone's like, yeah, dude, we, there's a freaking scoreboard. Yeah, we know we can see it. Um, it it was really cool though, and I love the NBA All Star Weekend. The NBA All Star Game is so much better than it. You can't even mention the Pro Bowl with it. It's two different worlds that those things take place in. And then the All Star Game for baseball is it's pretty good, but it's still not. It's not what the NBA is. No, I feel like baseball is boring, and everyone I know when I went into this couple weeks ago, everyone was like, "Oh, the home run derby is amazing." Like, I'm sure going to it is, and like watching it on TV is kind of like, eh. but like all star basketball, I just, it's crazy how involved you are in the world of basketball and don't even realize it. Or maybe I, that's just me personally. Like every time I go to watch basketball, it's like I'm more informed and knowledgeable about what's going on than I realize. I still love the dunk contest as, or not the dunk contest, the home run derby as like an event, but when it is like just the games, the all-star game for baseball, it's cool, but it's not like you're not going to see anything spectacular. You're going to get, you know, regular season matchups of like a pitcher who probably wants to strike out a guy, but also doesn't want to throw out his arm. So he's not like, he's probably not giving you everything he has. Yeah. And, you know, hitters are just trying to crank home runs, which is cool. So it's, it's not really the same. NBA has done a phenomenal job and with this new format too. I think it's great because you do get at least a good couple minutes where you are getting players playing defense. You're, you know, setting screens for each other, but you're also getting the show at the beginning of it where like, yeah, here's a fast break dunk. Mm-hmm. Like don't get in this guy's way. He's about to make a highlight. The only thing that I thought was super weird with the All-Star Weekend this year was when they did the NBA like 75, the top 75, all 75, mm-hmm. and they didn't have everybody there. Yeah, I guess it's kind of tough for some of these guys to travel. It was awkward. I know they they put out like a video and it's like Tim Duncan, Larry Bird, and some other guys. And they wanted it to look like they were there, or at least that was the vibe. Mm -hmm. It felt like that's what they were doing. And they were just standing there waving at absolutely no one. It looked like Larry Bird. Larry Bird had never waved to a single person in his entire life. (laughs) He had no idea what to do, where to look, how to move his hand. And also, is this thing on? Larry Bird looks like every white grandma I've ever seen. Short grandma. grandma I've ever seen. I cannot look at this man and believe that he is one of the top, I would say, 10 players of all time. Yeah. I mean, Larry Bird just out there giving work to people in the 80s, and now that's what he looks like. <laughs> it's like, uh, it's, it's really, it's hard to believe. I think maybe we need to put more respect on a guy like Larry Bird who can look like that and be so good at basketball. If you put Larry Bird in a pickup game, he's the last pick. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if he's not six foot nine, at least. But, you know, like just based off reading the book by its cover, 
he's the last pick in any pickup game draft. And I'm talking about prime Larry Bird with the goofy mustache too. You're going to look at him and be like, nope, can't play. Probably can't dribble. Maybe he'll get some rebounds because he's tall. Nope, he's actually incredible, complete basketball player. One of the best shooters of all time. I'm watching it now. One, these guys that play in the band, the hands are massive. That's insane. It, like, just oh, I know. takes up their whole like upper body, it seems like. But <laughs> everyone like waves their hand back and forth. It, he just moves his arm. Like, mm-hmm. He's only at the elbow. His hand doesn't have to, I'm waving to you right does now. He, does he have like a wrist problem I don't know about? I don't think so. I know he hurt his back. Did I that have something how, to do with like, his hand? Duncan like is painting the crowd like what would be. Uh-huh. Like, That's cool because I guarantee they probably put on that big board, and so fans like, oh shit, got me eye contact with Tim Duncan thing off the big board. That's pretty cool. And Larry Bird is looking up, like he's looking at his own thing. So I can only imagine looking at the jumbotron. Larry Bird is like looking up into the Raptors. Mm-hmm. You're like, what the heck? I just said Raptors. Raptors, excuse me. The NBA '75 thing is cool. I do like it and getting all those players there and involved. I know I saw a couple different tweets of, I think it was like LeBron and Michael Jordan were next to each other. And it was like, look, they won't even look at each other. And then like I scroll in two more tweets. I see them dapping each other up, like embracing, hugging, talking. It seemed like Jordan was really enjoying himself. He was talking to everybody. Dude, that's what I was thinking too. It was cool to see that. Like I shouldn't say that side of Jordan, but it was just, Mm -hmm. it was cool to see Jordan involved like i don't feel like he has been. trying to get magic to like play one-on-one and yeah. stuff like that like, yeah like it was almost like okay he's still kind of the dude that he was in the last dance yeah exactly mm-hmm. that, i was waiting for like fuck you bitch let's play one-on-one <laughs> I was for something like that that's probably why larry bird didn't show up he's like michael might try to play me <laughs> i know scotty wasn't gonna show up either. larry bird so. didn't show up because he was afraid to be on the court with michael Jordan again <laughs> that's probably what happened i don't know if isaiah thomas was there or not he probably wasn't invited <laughs> but i do i love the the top 75 thing and it is weird because i did i told you i've seen some people and i'm like i don't does he belong but i don't know who like got snubbed i know there are a couple i saw a tweet that said dwight howard should be a top 75 player yeah he was for he was good for a solid 40 years <laughs> right like he learned his workout routine. i will tell you massive shoulders That's if we're it. trying to argue that dwight howard needs to be in the nba top whatever there's too many people <laughs> we like i get it 75 year anniversary redo the top uh, 50 if we're trying to include dwight howard in anything that he said after winning like just never give up on your dreams Dwight, you're seven one and shredded. Shut the fuck yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm surprised he's not one of those guys that like man overcame every obstacle. Everybody doubted <laughs> I me. I think he is one of those guys. <laughs> you're the first overall pick. What the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? Uh, some of our other great sponsors as we continue the show today. Again, so much to talk about. Club six oh nine right here in downtown Joplin, Missouri, home of the best happy hour in the world, starting at two o'clock, running until eight o'clock. With their two-for-one drink specials, yes, two drinks for the price of one drink, not half off. You're getting two very well-made drinks at Club 609. Yep, next up is going to be Downtown Lube. Be sure to visit them at Downtown Lube for their full list of services. They do specialize in tires and lube, but they are much more than that. So, again, downtownlube.com for that full list of services. Located right here in the heart of Joplin, Missouri, it is the place to go to get your vehicle taken care of and maintenance. It's not a matter if it doesn't matter when you're going to need the vehicle maintenance in terms of an oil change, tire service, anything with your vehicle. You can take it right here. Blinker fluid. Blinker fluid. That's a great one. Um, that's fantastic. Actually, I do need to go get my blinker fluid checked. I'm going to take my car downtown Lube. I can promise you that. I want to send a stranger into downtown Lube 
it, just to like mess with them. I know I need blinker fluid and like spin it on them. It's not a prank on the person. It's a prank on the shop. Mm-hmm. Like I went to a mechanic. They told me I have to have blinker fluid. I'm not leaving here until I get it. Yeah. Just to see what would happen. But anyway, NFL news. A lot of basketball talk so far today, but a lot of NFL news too. That somehow the NFL is being buried under the Jawan Howard news. Uh, usually the NFL, anything happens in the NFL. That's all we talk about. I wonder if the NFL is like trying to promote that fight. Is like, just don't look at us. Like, yeah, maybe. Like, hey, don't pay attention. We, we don't, don't want to control this. the news. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, look at Michigan over there. <laughs> they have people tweeting out like Not Harbaugh, don't. the other head coach. I bet they paid Howard to start a fight. Get, <laughs> right. Get the attention off of Harbaugh uh-huh. and get the attention off of us. Yeah. Uh, but the NFL released a, a memo. I think it came out Friday, Saturday of pretty much what they want to do is they want to turn the NFL combine into like a bubble situation to where players would be limited to who they can have with them. Now, uh, usually these guys will have like, some of their trainers there with them, you know, like a speed coach. They, you know, they got like uh, other just like athletic strength trainers. They've got their agents there they, or maybe a couple agents there, marketing people. They, they take a lot of guys with them mm-hmm. to the combine. It is the biggest job interview any of these guys will ever do. And the NFL has limited them to one person. You can take one guy with you. So you can take your speed coach with you or your agent with you. Or, you know, you're, if you're an agent, you want to be there for one guy, but you really want to have communication with all your guys. Mm-hmm. So they've made it very difficult. And they've talked about this heavy bubble that would restrict them from having people there, from being able to go and do different things, being out. And it's very weird. And a lot of agents are starting to say they're going to opt out. Their players are not going to participate. Usually this is something that you see from like maybe the top quarterback, like a Trevor Lawrence wouldn't go and participate at the combine because he doesn't need to. He knows he's going to be the first overall pick. There are uh, you know reports of guys like Ian Rappaport said about 150 draft prospects that are going to opt out and boycott all of the testing. So sometimes we'll even see a guy like Trevor Lawrence not participate in the combine, but he's still going there. He's doing the medicals. He's doing the team interviews and a lot of that off field or off camera stuff. Now they're saying 150 draft prospects are organizing a boycott of all testing on and off field. That's going to be huge. And for the NFL and the NFL draft as popular as it's become, they put this thing on primetime now. Yeah, It is a big time event that a lot of people are really starting to get interested in. I mean, it is on the way up. This could very, very much hurt the NFL, the NFL draft, the NFL combine, if you have 150 of the top prospects say, no, thanks, we're not doing it. It's just, I don't understand the, the heel turn on the NFL with all of this. And I don't mean, like, to argue COVID or anything. Like, that's clearly still a thing going on, of course, right? But... You ended I don't know. The season, sorry, yeah, yeah, sorry. That was that was a rhetorical question. But you ended the season with saying, if you're vaccinated, we're not going to test you anymore. And I still mm-hmm. think I was right on my little conspiracy theory on we're making a big deal about COVID now with everything, and might have to reschedule games where these guys are getting contested positive, so they could ignore it in the playoffs, and no team would be like penalized or hurt due to yep. someone testing positive for COVID. There's like you got the vaccine, we're not testing you anymore. The NFL did that. Now, if we get here with the combine, I'm sure almost all these guys are vaccinated. 
You're right. Like, they just played the college. I think you pretty much had to be vaccinated if you're going to play in the NCAA as well. Yeah, I'm sure most I of them. Like, either way, I just feel like we've reached a point with it where we're all kind of understanding. Like, if you get it, kind of separate yourself a little bit. Wait till you get to feel better, like, mm-hmm. as you should if you're sick with anything, in my mind. Like, if I have the flu, I'm not going to go to school and be like, yo, ooh, ooh. now we all got the flu. What's up? Rudy Gobert, touch all the mics. <laughs> yeah, it but, is. Like, that's not going to happen. So I'm just, I'm confused on why the NFL is all of a sudden doing this for the combine. Like, I know you're getting everyone traveling in but at the same time it's like is it maybe the city is indianapolis not wanting all these people from all over coming in and good luck because i'll tell you these media members are coming (laughs) and they are they're a rambunctious group of people uh that are going to be out in your your local bars and eateries and a lot of them aren't vaccinated either so i don't i don't get it really anymore what they're trying to do i don't know if this is just like a if this is what they really feel is right, if they're trying to do like a PR thing, like a, oh awareness, they don't want to have to deal with the cancel culture and and things yeah, like that. For what you've ignored the cancel culture on everything else. I mean, you jam packed every stadium. The yeah. Super Bowl, they weren't like, eh, we probably shouldn't sell all these tickets. Like you've literally given a giant middle finger to COVID and any regulations with everything else from the government, and then like now this, it's like, Ooh. Huh. hey, Mm-mm. you get one guy. Yeah, and I'm eager to see what happens with it, too. And the NFLPA, here's what's difficult. Let me back up a little bit. What's really difficult is these rookies have not been drafted into the NFL. Mm -hmm. They are not a part of the NFL Players Association yet. So you get drafted onto a team. So they really, like, throughout this draft process, these prospects have no one representing them except for their agents. They don't have a union that's like, hey, actually – we're not going to put up with that. Put this in the collective bargaining agreement. We don't want to have to deal with this bullshit at the combine. They almost say the agents and the players need to look at it and say, hey, we need to stand up for these prospects a little bit. Because right now they have no voice. It's just, hey, the NFL said that this is what we have to do. This is what we have to do. and Or you have to boycott it, which might happen this year. But I think you need to give these prospects a little bit more voice. Now, covering the draft over the last couple of years, you talk to some of these players afterwards, yeah, this is one of the worst weeks of their entire life. Hell, you did like some combine testing last year, and we brutal. You didn't even do every event. Thank God. I mean, granted, no offense, you're not in the kind of shape that these guys are. These are the top athletes in the world. Yeah, but it, it's very physically grueling to be like, okay, here's your workout. Go do this. Go do that. But then also, you have to go and immediately do like different kind of testing. You're going and you're getting poked and prodded by doctors. You're sitting in these machines all day. And then after you do that, it's like, Hey, by the way, here are your teams that want to talk to you. You got to go to this room, go to that room. I mean, you're just getting pushed and shoved into to different events and interviews. It's just mentally like daunting going through, mm-hmm. like and even sitting, I mean, everyone knows you go to the hospital and you sit in the waiting room and you wait for like 30 to 45 minutes, maybe an hour, depending on how busy it is. It's like, you get tired sitting there. You get exhausted. Yeah. And you're just like, God, and then you sit in an MRI machine or, you know, something like that for a while, or you have all these doctors looking at your knee that's been, you know, had a surgery on it before. Mm-hmm. And then immediately following that, it's like, all right, rush over here and go do this. Yes. The oh, you want, want to interview. Yeah. You want to do a, a little bit of lunch? There you go. Eat that little, little snack for you. Yeah. The, the NFL is going to be providing those. So nice of them. Uh, but it is, it's going to be weird and it's not too far away. What is like a, two weeks yeah. and not this weekend, not but this next weekend. weekend. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see what happens with this. I love the combine. I love watching it. 
So I, I want to see the top players perform, but I don't know if they will or not. I, I, if the NFL doesn't change it, I would bet there is a boycott and that you do see a lot of these top guys sit out and not perform. Mm -hmm. The one group of players that I'm very curious about is the quarterbacks though. I fast, you know, just a a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about how all of them need to throw at the combine. Yeah. And this is a very important time for them. I don't remember any quarterback class ever like this before to where we're at the end of February. I have no idea who the top three guys are. Yeah. I mean, and that's such a good point that you asked that too, is because you mentioned with Trevor Lawrence, right? Like, Hey, these guys might not show up because he knows he's the number one pick. We don't know that with the quarterbacks this year. Like, this combine for the quarterbacks means more than I think it has in probably the last five or six years on who's going to Oh, yeah, that I can out. remember. Yeah, it, it is. It's not that they're great quarterbacks or anything like that. It's that there's uncertainty that they're so close together. Even, like, right now, you could probably you place a bet or you know, put some money on Kenny Pickett being the first quarterback taken. Mm-hmm. You probably feel pretty confident about that one. But it could be Malik Willis. It could be Matt Corral, who we didn't see at the Senior Bowl. True. I mean, you know, some team could fall in love with Desmond Ritter. Even. I mean, he could come in and just light it up. You know what I mean? And just some of his throws across the field, like, oh, wow, okay, there's a little bit of extra zip here in person that we didn't <laughs> notice beforehand. Or with the weather at the senior bowl, you weren't, other, you weren't able to pick up on it because it was so different. Right. Some teams like, we play in a dome. Don't even have to worry about weather. Yep. He looked great in Indianapolis. Love to see it. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know, teams were, maybe not teams, people were, are going to freak out or we're going to freak out about Kenny Pickett's hand size. Not if he opts out. <laughs> yeah. Maybe him and his agent are like, hey, yeah, let's let's do it. Let's opt out. Let's lead the charge. No quarterback throws at the combine. But, you know, some of these guys, like uh, Malik Willis even, he's going to get to show off that strong arm that he has. So I, yeah. I think that he and could. speed in the 40. Yeah. And, you know, uh, Matt Corral even with the, the physical testing. He had an injury to end the year. That's that's key. I think a lot of people look at the 40 times and stuff like that, and they're like, oh, okay, this is what it's all about. That medical testing is very important. That's where you hear you know, a lot of guys get knocked. At, you know, Carson Strong is a quarterback that I love a lot. There's been a lot of questions about his knee and if it is good to go or not. Mm-hmm. That, that testing at the combine could really help or hurt his draft status, where you look at that knee and it's like, oh, it's shit. Don't draft him in the top three rounds. Yep. Or people will check that box and be like, nope, actually, it looks really good. We're going to consider him in the top three rounds now. But then also all the on-field stuff. So I, I think the quarterback position, like it is always in football, it's separate from everyone else. <laughs> the top edge rushers, yeah, you all want to you know, opt out. That's whatever. I, I still feel like these quarterbacks probably still need to participate. It's a, it's a tough thing for the agents. Like if you've got a top prospect and a top quarterback, it's you're working two different worlds to where you're telling your top prospect, you know, your top O lineman, like, yeah, there's, we don't need to. We're not doing it. This is bullshit. Don't put up with it. Then you have to make another call to your quarterback and be like, wait a second. This other quarterback said he's going, so you, you got to go. <laughs> I would just be pissed if I was Kenny Pickett and was then told, uh, actually, you're not going to the combine after I spent months doing these hand exercises to stretch out my thumb <laughs> right. to make my hand bigger. Yeah. It's like, this is freaking horseshit. Did this for nothing. Right. Yeah. I've, well, it's probably more like hand massage. I don't know. I don't know how they do it. They Apparently, get, there's stretches you can do to. I'm sure it's not all pleasant. It's not just like a simple massage. Like, oh, man, this feels really good. 
You're doing like that roller thing on your hand or something. I don't know. I don't know what. I just don't understand how you can do hand stretches and flexibility to make your hand bigger. I didn't know that was a thing. Can you apply that to other parts of your body? <laughs> uh, I think if you. Use I don't. It, uh, I don't care. I think there are probably other people that were wondering, like, "Hey, I yeah, wonder." Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think if you use enough, it gets bigger over time. Noted. Noted. So we'll keep a tab on that and also the NFL Combine uh, and see what happens if players do actually opt out. As always, you know, there's that this could just be like a bargaining thing of like, hey, we're threatening a boycott. You might opt out. And then the NFL just changes the rules like by Tuesday afternoon and none of this matters anymore. Uh, but we'll definitely be keeping an eye on that as we get closer and closer to the NFL draft. But that is it for us today. We thank you guys for making us part of your Monday. Big Country and I will be back tomorrow at 10 a.m. right here in the call-in app, which I still think is the best place to listen to the podcast. You can get us live every weekday, 10 a.m. Central Time, right here in the call-in app. Don't forget about our great sponsor to end the show, Roper Kia. Mention us here at Mike Up. They'll give you $1,000 off your nicer, newer ride. Check out their inventory. If they don't have what you're looking for, They will help you find it. We'll be back tomorrow. Thanks for joining us today.